Welcome back to another installment of the Out of the Mud Podcast. We're so excited to have y'all here today. We've been working on this for a while now. This is finally episode three. I know we're a little late. Uh, I apologize for that, but we really put together a good show for y'all today. Um, You guys are going to hear from actually all four of our co-hosts, and it's going to be a great show. Um, For anybody who is listening right now, it doesn't matter where you are. Just know that we really appreciate y'all. And yes, enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Out of the Mug podcast. And let me just say, I appreciate everybody who's been listening over the past couple episodes. It's crazy that we even made it to an episode three. I, I mean, I didn't see that coming, and I, I'm just glad that we made it this far. Thank you for everybody who's following us. Thank you for everybody who's listening anywhere, wherever you are. We appreciate y'all. And, yeah, we just going to get back into it. Um, today, we have my brother Mike. Mike is back. What's going on? How y'all doing, everybody? What's up, man? I'm glad to be back. I'm happy y'all listening. Of course, of course, man. We we glad to be back, man. And then Damien. Damien's back this week, too. What's going on, bro? Man, glad to be back for another episode. Trying to keep this thing moving forward. No, that's right. Uh, we might get Randy today. Um, again, like y'all know, we coming out of the mud, man. Everybody still got conflicting schedules. Um, we still working on getting this thing together. But uh, one thing I really want to open up with is I want to let everybody know, like, we are still new, y'all. Like, we are still learning. And with that being said, all criticism is welcome. Like, anybody who just wants to let us know, I want y'all to talk about this. Or maybe y'all should take a turn talking about this. Or I heard y'all talk about this. Maybe so. Y'all can follow us on all social media platforms. Y'all can email us out of the mud show. Just hit us up and we will give y'all the content that y'all want. We really do want y'all to be uh, happy with what we got. But uh, starting out today, y'all, I just personally want to talk about this crazy ass debate, man. Like me, y'all know I like politics. I like watching politics. But that debate felt like I was sitting on a playground watching kids fight. Like what? Somebody pick it up. Tell me how y'all felt. Droopy, let's start with you, man. How did you feel about that debate, man? That is not true. It is absolutely not. <laughs> That's how I felt, though. That shit was funny, man, to me. Honestly, it was pure entertainment. The, uh, yeah. The character. But, yeah, I just felt like it was funny. It, you ain't really get too much information from it, pretty much. They were just pretty much tick for tack. That's pretty much what I got out of it, man. And how did you feel, like, you know, as some of the ways that, like, whenever the moderator would speak to, like, Biden or whatever, and he would say things like, uh, you know, how are your plans for immigration or how are your plans for um, the the economy and things like that? And before he could even say anything, Trump was jumping in. Like, don't you feel like that was childish? I mean... That's forty five. <laughs> that's who you get. <laughs> that's who you get, man. Like, there's nothing he can do that's going to surprise me. Keys, what you think, man? It was like just a shit show. Like I'm watching, I'm just like, and I ain't gonna lie, I don't expect much from either candidate. Like, 
I don't expect <coughs> much from some, but I don't really expect much from them. But it's just like to see them do that on TV and not even they can't even have like a civil conversation about, you know, what I'm saying real shit like the COVID shit. That's some real shit. You can't even just sit down and have a civil conversation about it. And you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, we got to hold some people accountable. Like, Trump, 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 he fumbled the ball like a motherfucker. He, you know, he always does that. You know what I'm saying? He's not great by any means. But the COVID thing, he, he fumbled it. And that's the difference now, I feel like, versus before. Like, before, when it was him and Hillary, I don't think people had, like, something against him. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, I mean, they had stuff against them, obviously, but it was, like, nothing concrete that right. was wrong with his presence. You know what I'm saying? But now, he got some hiccups, especially this COVID thing. So it's like, yeah, big time. you know. Which but is a whole like, other topic. Like, that's a whole other topic I wanted to get into. Like, and you already touched on it. So all of that talking that he was doing to Biden and all of that, like, okay, you, you every time we see you on TV, you might be 20 feet away and got the biggest mask I've ever seen. He said something along them lines. And the fact is, is that if he got the biggest mask you've ever seen, he's not the one who left the uh, debate with COVID. I mean, I'm just saying to anybody who listens to that, man, I feel like, look, <laughs> he's not a superhero like y'all thought he was. He's not a superhero. Like, he's no celebrity. No president is a superhero. Yeah. And that's what I didn't agree with, something that um, Biden said. He said, like, you think you're going to be the black savior. Like, we ain't looking for no damn savior. Like, that's one thing I was tripping about Biden about. So it's like, it's it's iffy on both of them, man, honestly. But Trump, he just... Even have the nuts to say that, like, he's trying to be the black savior. Like, boy... It's a little dusty, pale face, But for real, true. He's like really gangster, like not even trying to be funny, but for real. When you look back and you see what all we have been through, our people, bro, it don't get no more gangster than that, bro. And it still keeps standing, still keeps. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we we got our we we got our things that we do that's fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Every every race, culture, ethnic group, whatever you want to call it, they they all do. But for us and to see how we still keep moving, how we moving out here when when everyone all of this is against us. It's like, yo, savior boy, what do you mean? But I don't like that. Black savior. Explain to me what that means. Like, tell me what that means. Even on Biden's side, because like y'all said, I personally don't trust neither side neither. I don't care to vote for neither one of them. But like you said, like, well, okay, so what is the black savior? Why do you feel like he wants to be the black savior? What is that? What are you doing that is so, so good for black people that I'm supposed to trust you? And then on top of that, really, when it all boils down to it, y'all both are millionaires. Biden was a vice president, and 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 Trump, whether or not he's a billionaire still or not, you were a reality TV show star. We know that much about you, and you was in Home Alone. That's about it. But other than that, Daddy like came from money, that's his dad. Yeah, a whole different thing, generational. Like, real quick, real quick, we about to talk about something real quick. So. Not, and this is, this is kind of off topic. I wanted to go back to this Trump thing real quick. But me and Gil was talking about, you know what I'm saying, Bow Wow and Lil Romeo. And he kept saying how Romeo Bag was bigger. But I kept telling him, no, that was Master P's money. 
that was Master P's money. So to hear you say was his parents' money is just kind of funny. You know, I said you was against me yesterday, but I like how you using my logic today. <laughs> Ooh, I, I, I guess okay. he he took he Walker. caught me on a technicality. He right, we did have that conversation. <laughs> hey, but look at the end of the day, bro. Look, the, hold on, because let me put some context behind that. And and you know what? And I would love for anybody Please to do. comment in, in to in whatever social you want to, so we can discuss this. Listen, this is my argument. I feel. When I first asked him, I said, is Bow Wow a legend or not? He said, yes, I agree. Totally. Bow Wow is a legend. However, however, at the same time, like, that one time that Bow Wow dropped Fresh As I Me Is and Romeo dropped Shine Like Me, I felt like that was Romeo's only dub. If you do not count in other stuff that they did, like, you don't count the fact that Bow Wow's an actor, if you don't count the fact that Romeo's a mogul, like, just count they beef alone, their rap alone. Bow Wow always wins, but come Bow on, Bow. man. Fresh as I mean, didn't stand up to that song. It did, though. Was you outside? <laughs> was you outside? <laughs> like, yo, people was playing that in cars, like, in motor vehicles. People was playing that. Like, son, we're, we're in Ohio. Don't forget, he had a little fandom here. Even after he said he was cool and even after that horrendous rumor about him <laughs> in the taxi driver, hey, I, I probably should talk about this, but yo, y'all remember like some early like crazy 2000 rumors like Bow Wow got molested by his like driver or whatever? Yes. Y'all remember that? that yes, happened? bro. It yeah. was a lot yeah. of stuff. It's crazy, like, like pre internet, internet, the rumors. But like, yeah, that's all we had the back then was the rumor mill. Like, all you had was BT, MTV, and whatever you could scrape up from listening to people talk. No You over fluttered. What you mean? Bow Wow won that. I said just now when you open up your phone, you flooded with information. Fast, yeah. you know everything instantly. But I mean, I like that. I mean, personally, like I love the fact that you can that you can jump on your phone and know just about anything. Just like how we just been talking about this debate. If I want to, I can go online right now, find a video, find a website that cites it, and then have a whole debate ready <laughs> for the conversation. You know what I'm saying? The ease of information is better. I I like that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of the board. So okay, like I don't know. Brought up the whole debate and everything like that, but like you know, with the basis of our podcast and the things that we talk about, you know, everything for me is mainly based around. And I know y'all have different ideologies and things like that. And that's the thing about having this podcast is that we're completely different for totally different people um, that have different opinions. But um, y'all know how I am about the whole politics and everything like that. But like everything that I talk about usually has to do with how it affects black culture, how it affects black enterprise. We got kids and I just want to see our kids have money and, you know, do well in the future. So how do y'all feel like this election is going to affect black enterprise, black culture, our children's futures over the next four years? Because I mean, even if, 
even if Biden wins, but he doesn't win next time, you know what I'm saying? That's still four years of Biden. I, if if Trump wins again, that's still four more years of Trump. Like, what is this next four years going to look like? Um, I can't necessarily say how I'm going to affect us, you know what I'm saying, a little later on, just because I don't necessarily know what bills or policies they have in store to try and, you know what I'm saying, get all that done. I don't know exactly. But I feel right. like in the meantime, we just need to focus on like progressing. You know what I'm saying? Like finally starting that thing that he said he was gonna do. You know so what, 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 what does what does that progression look like? You talk about starting a, an ecosystem. Yeah, like I want everybody to be able to to build off each other. But what does that look like? You know, you gotta listen, bro. Like listen, I'm not I'm not saying that. I'm saying that start that thing that you said you were going to start. It don't got to be something that contributes to everything. It's just something that's better for you and maybe your situation. So whether it's somebody starting a podcast, um, start that rap career. Hopefully you're not like 40 or 50 years old, so I wouldn't start it then. Start learning about IT. Start learning about Forex or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I feel like we, this is the time where we really you know what I'm saying? Just do it. I feel like, I feel that. But for real, you know what I'm saying? There's a bunch of different ways to make money out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got friends who make money in the media. You know what I'm saying? And it's, and it's, and it's cool to watch both of them because they both know how to just make it work. You know what I'm saying? Like, I see my friends who who wop, who wop, who wop, and they suck. You know what I'm saying? And it's kind of like the same with my friends who make money. You know what I'm saying? They just find different ways to make money. And then they find, and then they do it where they get things that they like. You know what I'm saying? Like, some dudes right. might like, um, some dudes might like, uh, let's say, like, um, clothes or uh, just different stuff that people like. You know what I'm saying? It could be clothes any type of different apparel, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like me personally, I like I like animation, I like adult cartoons, I like anime, I like sports. So something with me would probably be geared towards that. You know what I'm saying? Of course. So I, I feel like we kinda need to just focus and figure out ways on stuff that we like. That we can eventually profit off of it too, and we don't. And you gotta remember, it can't. It ain't always an instant bubble. It's not an instant bubble. Nah, you might have to stay down for a little minute. You might even have to stay down for longer than you want to. But watch, watch your manifesto. Real shit. Facts. Facts. I mean, like we we headed towards a whole a whole generation that, like, I don't know me. That's why I. That's why I like, you know, think the way that I do. That's why I talk about the things that I talk about. Uh, it's just because, you know, I, I really do want my kids to be able to um, to prosper, like, off of my decisions. Like, no matter what, no matter what, like, I like end up investing in, no matter what I, I start, no matter, it really doesn't matter. At the end of the day, when I'm gone, I just want my kids to be straight. And if that means that I have to listen to two old white men with way more money than I'll ever have sit there and debate about 
whose kid was an alcoholic and whose kid was a drug addict, then I'm going to just have to do that because it has to do with my kids. Like, I don't know. Um, I feel like on my end, man, for me, I only got one, first off. <laughs> you know, respect to y'all, brother. <laughs> I only got one, but, like, yeah, like, I feel you on that, too, Gil, like, having a plan for the kids going forward. But I'm more so looking away from the president because, I don't know, they're not going to offer what I need. Like, I need information to make more, to set my daughter up when she's turning 30, 40 years old. Like, I'm trying to, with a life insurance policy, you know, you set that up right. I'm trying to set it up to where, you know, Whenever that day comes and I go, she's set up for life, you know? Exactly. Like a million-dollar policy. I'm trying to set that type of thing up. But that's the type of information I need. So as far as which president is going to provide that type of information or make it easier for us to have access to certain assets to do this, that's what I need to know. And no, they don't speak on it. That's true. So, I need information. Like, the presidential stuff is more so for entertainment, and it's traditional, you know. <laughs> I guess it's traditional. But I feel like the next four years is definitely going to turn on a lot of, like, new successful black black people. I feel like we kind of waking up a little bit and becoming more self-sufficient. I feel that. I, I think you're right. Uh, and and that's and that's it for me. Like I mean, I really just I, and I understand. Like you know, what I'm saying for some people it is entertainment, and you know you might not look into it as deep as I do. You I might not look into it as deep as the next person. You know, I I mean, and like he said, you know, we may not know every policy, every law, or every bill, but I try to pay attention to at least the ones that matter to me, like schools and school funding and things like that. You know. Not to interrupt you, but I feel like that's one of the things we need to start, like, paying more attention to. We do need to start knowing these bills that's being pushed to the table. Them little channels where they're sitting there talking, they're talking about laws and stuff in your area. Like, Absolutely. We do need to start learning about that because if we don't know what's going on, we don't know what policies to try to get rid of. We don't know what to push through for ourselves. But I feel like these next four years is going to be a, a bigger development on that. Like that, I know that's one thing I'm more kind of focused on, just to, cause it's the direct change, the local. You know, it's different because I'm down here in Atlanta, so it's certain things. Like I talked to my little brother a little minute ago. He having issues, not to put anything out there, but he's having issues in Michigan where a gun law down here is completely different. You right. Know? That's the things I'm like that can affect these laws. And yeah, we definitely had to pay attention, especially to like the way um, the laws are formed and put together, because I mean, like a lot of the time, uh, a lot of the time we get caught up worrying about the face and not what they're talking about. Like I had a big thing with that, like uh, with Chris Christie a few years ago. Uh, he was he was always cool. Like he was he was nice to like listen to because he was he was straightforward about stuff. Um, but at the same time, now he's like a full blooded Trump supporter, and like I wasn't listening to his policies, and I was more just worried about the person. And now you know, 
Uh, yeah, I felt pretty dirty for that one for even liking a Trump supporter back then. But, hey, it is what it is. I mean, can we be honest about the whole, like, Trump supporter, like, all that type of stuff? Like, I think not to try and, like, act like there's a bunch of good Trump supporters, but the super liberals ain't too different than the uh, Trump supporters on the lowest of keys to real surreal. They just not as abrupt and maybe violent, I guess. Right. But you catch them, you catch, catch you a disagreeing with one of them super liberals and they beat. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I do think you can support his artwork, but I think that it ain't like that big. How so? Just because. Like, I ain't gonna hold you. Y'all know where we at, man. We in line. We in Ohio. It's like, like you know, it's, it's, we got a little community of black people. You know what I'm saying? Everybody kind of know everybody. And everybody kind of know everybody. I mean, well, y'all don't know my business, but I, <laughs> I know that's right. They, what? They, call, they don't call me love to for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> I stay but, low. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, yeah, like I said, it's a few black people here. They're primarily white people. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing wrong with that. However, you gotta, you know what I'm saying? You talk to these black people and you have, you have these conversations and you kind of, you can kind of sense and feel the energy. You know what I'm saying? Like, like me personally, people probably know me as a guy who like talk crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sometimes I talk a little crazy. But, it's all kind of like in a joking way. Like when you next to him, you're like, oh, okay, he's actually cool. You know what I'm saying? He just, he just, he just words it that type of way and then might come off like that. Like, you know, I, I think a lot of people get you, my bad, I don't mean to cut you off. A lot of people get you twisted for that reason, Keys. Like, <laughs> the nigga just telling you what it is. He not, he not telling yeah. you he don't like you. <laughs> I'm a good guy. I don't do nothing. I'm just, I just be chilling, man. Okay. So, like, when you talk to, you know what I'm saying? Lyman got a bunch of different types of white people. You know what I'm saying? You got the people who are supporters and you got the people who are independent. You know what I'm saying? And when you talk to them, I ain't gonna lie. Obviously, the Trump supporters, they come with a, they come with a different type of energy on the love. You know what I'm saying? They really do. But, the liberals are kind of like the, Anyway, it's just like I don't want to say they're more soft, but they're kind of you know what I'm saying. And I I, I see what you mean. Not soft. And then, <laughs> and like you got, and then you know, and then you know, because people who are who work conservatives out of liberals and liberals who are conservatives, so it's just like, dang, y'all really just be flip flopping. So y'all really, y'all really are just that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I think some supporters are a little more vocal on how they feel towards um, people who don't look like them. They're a little more, they're a little more upfront with it. But is that a good thing or a bad thing? I it's mean, it's a good thing. It's a good thing because I know who my enemy is. You know, what I'm not yeah. in every country. I like that is. answer. I do like that answer. But if they are my enemy, that's good. I know who my enemy is. The thing about the liberals is that they be kind of doing. You know what I'm saying? 
You know, it's like, no, you might think I live for your friend because it comes to a situation where, or a situation where y'all might not agree with, or even just anything. You know what I'm saying? He don't, he don't like what you did, even though he messed with you. And it's, yeah. I'm not saying he lives in mercy, you know what I'm saying? But he might just like you stuff and mess up your work life, or, you know what I'm saying, whatever. So it's like, I'd rather know who my enemy is versus somebody who be trying to be cool with me and they really my enemy. At least I can see it up front that that's who you are. Versus yeah, when they want to try to they show around. Them. And then, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Facts. And I mean, and it's it's funny because, like, you can look at it like this, like, we can have different views and things like that and be cool, but it's a difference between us having different views and being cool and you looking at me a certain way just because I don't believe the same way as you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to say every Trump supporter is racist. I don't believe that at all. But I do believe that the majority of them absolutely are. I, I don't, I mean, and that's just because, I mean, of the, the, the type of campaign that he ran and who it was that he was talking to the whole time, you know, the first time around, he was talking to, he was talking to farmers. He was talking to Southern boys. He was talking to, you know, he made sure that he went to all white cities and things like that. Like he knew who he was talking to. Now all of a sudden he's trying to aim it at black people. And it's like, like at the end of the day, we don't have to believe the same way. We don't have to agree to the same thing, but you know, whether or not you like me because of my skin, as your prerogative, who you're voting for, I'm still going to look at you and be like, eh, I don't agree, bro. That's up to you. Go ahead. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Man. Uh, uh, this is so funny because sometimes they be trying to be like so cool with you. You know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> and then, and then, I don't want to say right. But you don't pick up like, yo, I mean, like, Black dude at the Trump rally got shot like 27 times. You know what I'm saying? What you what you feel about that? Exactly. Well, um, I mean, uh, nigga get the scratching his chin, get the rubbing his chin. Nigga, you ain't even got no hair there. What the fuck you rubbing? What time of day was it? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like they <laughs> they can't admit to that shit, but he's a kid of liberal. They don't want to talk about, you know what I'm saying, Laquan McDonald. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's facts, though. I mean, that's 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 for real. And sometimes they don't want to have these conversations. And, like, you know, whenever I whenever I bring up, because I, I don't know about y'all, man, but it's fun to me to go on to the Fox News page. Anybody who's listening, y'all can catch me anytime on the Fox News and CNN Facebooks going off on people, <laughs> getting in arguments. It's just fun. Y'all don't have to join me, but uh, I I be on there, bro, and like they talk crazy, and like and 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 whenever I say something like you know about like Kyle Rittenhouse, the guy who shot up, uh, he he killed the two protesters in Kenosha. Like they will one minute be like, well, every last one of them deserves to die. Every last one of them that was out there and destroying them buildings and this, that, and the other, they all, he should have shot every last one of them. And then turns around and it's like, you know, well, Trump has COVID-19. 
we should all pray for him. There's so much hate in everybody's heart right now. Wait a minute. You just said everybody needed to die yesterday, Karen. Why why is it different today? <laughs> and why did they choose the name Karen for that? Like I, I don't and know was, where and Karen was that came your Trump from. supporter voice? That was your Trump supporter voice? That was my Trump supporter voice. That was my sitting uh-huh. outside with a MAGA hat voice. Yeah. <laughs> with the, with the dick. There's a joke. There's a joke with Gil that I can make that I'm not gonna make. <laughs> I'm just gonna, you know, keep a little thought to myself, you know. Shout out to the fam, you know, I love them. Shut up, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but uh, hey, man. So can we segue away from uh, politics for a little bit and get into something I know Keys is gonna enjoy? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I know you like talking about your sports, man. So, uh, game game four is on the way. Well, what's going on? Who's going to win? How do you feel? Me personally, I, I I've never been a Bron fan, but I don't see him losing to Jimmy. So, I mean, I'm gonna let you take the floor all the way on this one, Keys. Go ahead. I'm excited. I ain't lying to you guys. I'm excited. I'm actually. Into a room. Yes, I am walking into a room. And you guys not see this, but I am staring at a high school LeBron James car. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I feel it. I feel it. And if you don't believe me, listen. Yeah, that's a good pass to game. Yeah, um, a lot of people don't know this, but yeah, I used to be a, I used to be on the Broncos. <laughs> I know, surprise, right? Yeah, I used to be a Kobe fan too, actually. I'm going to tell you what happened. A lot of people was watching basketball back then. Kobe beat the Pacers in 2000, made me cry at East Chicago. Oh, man, buddy. Oh, man. That was the first time I probably hated somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like, besides, like, maybe, like, Frieza or something. Like, yeah. Oh, man. That's he like, said oh, Frieza. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, though, that's um, the final game of the year. Like, I'm looking at this LeBron part. I think LeBron definitely is about to get this ring. It's just Jamie sometimes it's just, me like you can just, you can, when you watch him. Sometimes it's just like you can see his heart hanging in it. Sometimes, like last night, it's just like you gotta you gotta guard Jimmy, bro. Like you gotta guard Jimmy. You gotta get through those picks. Like no way is Duncan Robinson stopping you. Like I didn't see you. Like remember how he dunked on Jason Terry. For that matter, like, bro, get through the fucking pick. Get through the pick. And I I know he does a lot on offense because they kind of, they lack playmakers. You know what I'm saying? But AD is carrying them offensively, bro. And see, I don't yeah, like that. I don't like, people, I don't like when people say that. Thing. I don't like that. I don't like that. I think AD is playing amazing. The thing, the thing, the most surprising thing about what um, I'm still holding this LeBron part, by the way. Oh, when he retires, I am going to sell this and become a very rich. Uh, yeah, anyway. yeah. Don't worry, don't worry. Y'all are gonna benefit too. Don't worry. <laughs> hey man, for well, Maya, man. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, shout out to my baby Maya, by the way. 
But yeah, uh, LeBron. Um, I think LeBron just got to do play D. Once he just he puts that effort on. Once LeBron puts that real effort on D, everybody just gonna play. Everybody, what? I'm locking up. Oh, Facts. Hold on. Karuk, I mean, I'm not, and, and they do lock up, by the way. I'm not saying they don't lock up because they do lock up. But just when Jimmy going off like that, LeBron got to be like, hold on, man. <clears throat> you know who the fuck I am, man. I've been here since. <laughs> hey, on some real shit, LeBron can say, I've been that nigga since 2000, bro. Stop it. You heard of me since 2000, my nigga. Like, Big facts, though. <laughs> you can say that. You can say that. My first time hearing who LeBron James was was 2001. So yeah, you're right. I remember being I remember being in Mrs. Climber's class, bro, watching LeBron. She says we doing we doing a little selling type shit. I'm in my bag, nigga. I'm about to get the Reese's and the Snickers. You feel me, bro? LeBron highlights come on the TV. She's like, yo, let's just kill everybody. Type <laughs> shit. You know what I'm saying? Yo, just relax. Uh-uh. I had. I had Mr. Abke's home room, dog. And I remember walking in there one day and I just sat down, pull out my homework and stuff. And he just, everybody talking or whatever. He was like, hey, be quiet. And he turned up the sound. And it was that time that LeBron got in trouble for uh, taking all that merchandise before he got drafted. Man. It's crazy. That's but I, that's why I, I kind of understand like LeBron things. Like they don't know nothing about LeBron. You know what I'm saying? They've been watching him right. their, their whole life. The right. Problem is that they run into niggas like me who were watching who was watching basketball before LeBron was even a thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like bro, niggas is watching like. <clears throat> but like my family, my family from Indiana, but that's why that's why when I talked about it last time. My family's closer to like a Chicago type of, you know what I'm saying? My family's closer to like Chicago. So right. like my family's Bulls, Bears, White Sox, and Cubs fans. Like it's a little mixture of that. Like how I became a Pacers fan, we'll never know. But <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I've been, they've been having it on TV. I just was watching a little bit. I wasn't watching like how I was now because I was obviously a kid. But yeah. But uh, as for Brian in the finals, man. I think he's gonna win it. You know what I'm saying? I think um, AD's been playing great. He's been um, in, in the regular season. He wasn't hitting that mid range like he is now. You know what I'm saying? So I think they said it was like he was shooting it at a 38 percent clip in the regular season, and now it's at like 51 or 56 percent. That is that is that is that's remarkable. Like you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> the jump like that. You know what I'm saying? While the defenses you're playing are better. You know what I'm saying? That's the thing. The defenses he's playing are better. Because they, they know what he's going to do now. Everybody knows what everybody's going to do. And he, and he raised his game. You know what I'm saying? So, <clears throat> yeah, they, the Heat, I mean, not the Heat, the Lakers, yeah. I got them winning this. The Heat, it sucks that they banged up. You know what I'm saying? It really does. I really, I don't, I thought the Lakers were going to win, even if they, even if the Heat were healthy, but you know, bam, going. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you never know. You need a little bit of luck to win sometimes. Right. Unfortunately, <laughs> I think the Lakers got their little bit of luck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, but, yeah, uh, Lakers winning. Brown gets his fourth ring. How you – okay, so talking about that and, like, you know, Brown getting his fourth and everything, I, I do think he's going to get it. I mean, how you feel with Giannis getting back-to-back MVPs and then still not making it to the finals? 
I mean, man. you you want to say something or you want me to go? Yeah, with Giannis, I just feel like, man, it's either he's going to leave or they just need, I don't know what they're missing. Because they clearly dominate and it's just like, when it comes to that playoff, man, it just changed. Like, when they lock in on them, they figure them out. Like, they kind of learn how to direct them a little bit. So they need somebody consistent. They need, they, 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 they need like, a little tweak to the roster. However, mm-hmm. their coach has to make fucking adjustments. Like, the thing about Giannis is, like, instead of having him away from the fucking rim, so, like, he has to, he be having him going to the paint. How about you put him closer to the paint instead? So he don't have to. So instead of instead of that's him, a good idea though. I mean, yeah. just put him up under the basket. <laughs> you know what I'm exactly. yeah, saying? Or have him do picking rows on DHOs. Uh, you know what I'm saying? They it's want him on that. They want him on the outside too much. I get that he's the ball the ball handler, but ah, uh, put him down low. He big as hell. You just okay. gotta. You just gotta, gotta make, make his life easier. Like make his life easier. And the coach kind of wasn't doing that. Budenholzer, Budenholzer, he one of them niggas that get off with that first shit. That, that, oh, he can pop tree. Oh, he has, they be using, they be saying words like his coaching chops. You know what I'm saying? They be saying shit like that. Like, yo. (laughs) But do y'all think. (laughs) But do y'all think that we, uh, do y'all think that we, like, you know, being us, uh, you know, early '90s kids. Like, you think we trapped in the past when it comes to basketball? Because I hear a lot. I hear a lot of the players no. that we watched growing Hell up no. talk about like this new age basketball is too totally is is different. Like, we it's talking different. like like big man basketball, and they don't play that no more. Dude, I just want to understand. That's about the only thing I miss. Like, the thing now is like it's it's less it's less it's a lot less defense. It's a lot less defense. Kids are playing faster. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're better athletes. The one thing that I Play feel like is, is that, and this is this is the thing I was I'll be trying to tell T. It's just like I feel shout like shout out to Martiz. Yeah, shout out to T. That's little yeah, brother. Shout out to you you saying some bullshit sometimes, but I love you, sir. <laughs> well, you be typing some bullshit. You don't be really saying no bullshit. <laughs> you some bullshit. I give you that. But um. I feel like growing up, when we used to hoop at places, you kind of had to be cut. You know what I'm saying? Like, you had to be cut. You couldn't be fucked out there. You know what I'm saying? Even now. That's that You know what I'm saying? There. Especially now, but even back then, like, yo, you used to go to the Brasso. It was war. It was war out there in them, in them summer program days. Like, what? Like, even, or even, like, um, just hooping out there during the summertime. Like, it was war. You had to be kind of tough. Because if you wasn't tough, you could take some... And you'd be a target on the court. You know what I'm saying? Like, what? You didn't nobody want to get targeted. Facts. You know what I'm saying? And it was like, in line with smaller, even though I said line was primarily white, this, this community of black people that we had, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's something in the water, man. Real shit. Like, it's really something in the water. We all got this, like, I'm here. I put in the work, I grind type of attitude, you know what I'm saying? And maybe not everybody, but I think the people who here just kind of know what I mean when I say that, you know what I'm saying? Like a certain written grind. Shout out Thanks. to D. Grant. I know he'll love that when he hears it. But yeah, you know what I'm saying? I feel like a lot of us got that. Yeah. Agreed. 
Hey man, uh, like before we get up out of here, y'all. Like, I mean, there's just one thing, uh, one more thing that I really want to talk about. Y'all know I'm big on like credit. Y'all know I'm big on like enterprise, all of that. Can I just ask for a little bit of praise, man? I raised my credit score sixty points in two months, bro. I've been working on that shit so hard. <laughs> Anybody who wants some pointers, I got them for you. <laughs> but yeah, man, I, I, I've been working on that. I've been I've been checking my stuff. Uh, anybody who anybody who don't know about it, that uh, Experian Credit Boost thing, man, it really does work. Credit Karma, y'all, make sure y'all keep your eyes on it because we are already black folks as it is. It's hard enough. You do not want to have a four hundred credit score on top of it. But um, real quick, sponsor, before we, he plugging you said what, dude? <laughs> I said a name sponsor. He plugging them. <laughs> hey, I'm looking yeah. for that sponsorship. <laughs> no, but before we get off, I want to talk about our football teams and what we what we think of our football team. Hey, man! Shout out to the Vikings. We finally got a win. You know. One and three is a wonderful feeling. <laughs> Who they? Shout out to my Bengals. We finally got one. It's always ugly. I don't care. Shit, but I don't care. My team got one. Shout out to my coach, man. We team one. You feel me? You know? Feels good. Shout out to, oh, shout out to Philip Rivers. You know what I'm saying? He leads the league in completion percentage. Joe Burrow. <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I need to make him He might. Joe Burrow. Hey, I like him though. I like him though. <laughs> that man I gonna be Cam nice. Get back from. I hope when Cam get back from Corona, you know, Kurt would be nice and done. You know, just in case the season cancels this year. Ooh, but, yeah, we we just looking, man. Yeah. We Speaking of which, shout out to uh, Bootleg. My cousin Rashad Holly, if you listening, I just whooped your ass in our fantasy league last night. I see you in the finals. <laughs> uh, I think I lost. I think I lost, man. Man, Julio been out. It's the out. After that. Hey, man, but for real, is there anything else y'all want to say to the listeners before we get up out of here? Y'all want to let them know where they can follow oh, yeah, y'all? Yeah, yeah, Hold on, hold on, man. Hold on, real quick. I know y'all don't get into boxing, but I want to just put y'all on publicly, man. November, Earl Spence versus Danny Garcia. Make sure y'all watch that one. I'm taking Earl all day. Yeah, you're a smart man. Good fight, <laughs> smart man. And I think I'm just putting it out there because I think Roy Jones going back out of this Mike Tyson fight too. He not. Man. I don't know, man. It's a cash grab, and they're both in their fifties. They're not. He's not backing out. But have you seen Tyson? Like, man, oh yeah, look like, he, like he wants a body. I don't know if Roy wants to enter. <laughs> he wants. He wants to take that man's liver out with with one hook. <laughs> it's gonna yeah, be nice. Man, I just wanted to put that out there, man. Before we take, get get on up out of here. Hey, man, I just want to say appreciate y'all coming back for another episode. Y'all know y'all my brothers, man. We we out here trying to do what we can, get all these listeners, just work on ourselves. At the same time, have a little fun with each other, man. So to all the listeners, thanks for coming out. 
you know, uh, we're still learning. We're still getting better. But like I said in the beginning, y'all make sure to follow us on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. Email us at outofthemudshow at gmail.com. And really, just hit us up. We'd love to hear some feedback. We'd love to hear how y'all feel about the show. And yeah, Out of the Mud, episode three. Episode four is coming soon. We'll see you then. Hey. After finishing episode three, we actually got a call from Randy and he was eager to come in and let all the listeners uh, get to know him. So um, I know we actually already finished the, the regular episode, but this right here is a first look and everybody enjoy getting a chance to meet our co-host, Randy Taylor. Welcome back to the out of the month podcast and let me just say man i'm just thankful that we have made it to episode three so to all of the listeners out there it don't matter where you are i don't care where you're listening from i appreciate you we all appreciate you but tonight is going to be really nice because we finally get to introduce you to the fourth member of our cast uh mr randy taylor this is one of my best friends uh, we go back all the way to the college days. I'm telling you, I, I this man's opinions on things you guys are really going to love. Um, hopefully tonight we will get to hear from Damian Croom and Michael Keyes. Um, their schedule's kind of conflicted, but again, we still new to this. We're still coming out of the mud. So um, at that, I just want to go ahead and jump on into it. Uh, Randy, 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 how are you doing today, man? Man, I appreciate you, man. Uh, I'm feeling well tonight, man. It's a blessing, man, to have a podcast with your best friends. You know what I mean? Excuse the background, but like he said, we're coming out of the mud. So everything that you're hearing right now is raw, uncut, straight off the top. Like, facts. <laughs> like, I can't give it to you no realer than that. But at the same time, man, it's a blessing, like I was saying, to be on the podcast with my brothers, man. I'm finally glad to be here on episode three. I ain't let it get too late far in the show, but we here <laughs> you now. You ain't late, man. You ain't late. We just, you know, we just been carrying the load and just been, uh, you know, introducing it. But I know you've been listening and I know you've been uh, keeping up on what we've been doing and everything. Um, how you how you feel like, you know, how, how you feel we've been doing so far? I mean, you are part of the cast, so your opinion matters. I mean, just as a part of the team, just to see the growth within two episodes, you know what I mean? Like, you hear how people voice trembling come on at the beginning of the show, you know what I mean? But once you really, not even say fall into character, but more so become yourself into what you're doing, it seemed more natural. So I, off the dribble, man, I want to take off my hat to y'all and tell y'all I'm proud of y'all, man. Y'all been doing y'all thing. Appreciate it, man. You know, this came out of nowhere. like, But at the same time, like, it was kind of like we all individually were wanting to do a podcast, but none of us really what we wanted to do. And then once we finally all came together, yeah. then it was like, you know, it was a lot easier to just be like, hey, look, man, let's just all do this together. Let's... uh. Let's let's make this happen. You know what I'm saying? So once Most we finally all came together, I was I was so hyped when y'all said yes, man. Oh my goodness. But that's like they say, you know, great minds think alike. And if you come with a great plan, so we really all could become a great man at, at the same time, man. We keep pushing each other, striving for success, man. 
Facts. One hundred. So, you know, I mean, we just we just gonna go right into everything. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, this is your first time on the show. So let's go ahead and let's get into you, man. Like, just let the listeners know a little bit about you. Um, you know where you come from. Tell them. You know how old you are, and then just a little bit about where you are in your life right now, man. All right, man. Uh, first off, my name once again is Randy Taylor. Like Gil said earlier in the show, born and raised Gary, Indiana, man. Uh, went to Ernie Powell as a youngster, Tolleston in middle school, and felt at high school, and that's when I met my guys in college when we went to Purdue and Ivy Tech. So it's like now the growth that I have gained in life, like I am glad that I have got to share with you guys more so than anything, but everybody's struggle is different. You know what I mean? So just to tell y'all to dribble, like some people might not even tell y'all how it is. Like I was once homeless and shit changed me. You feel me? Like you got to approach life in a different angle. You're going to want it or you ain't. You're going to let it crush. It's simple. You see See what I'm saying? So it's like now with the type of aggression that I attack life with, I, I'm humble to a certain extent, but I also feel like I can conquer whatever I put my mind to. You feel me? So it's like now where I'm at in life with my family and my kids, like that's really making me successful as a man more so just in life. Like people have to be well grounded in different areas, but if you become a father like how we have at a young age, it changes you. You know what I mean? Your mentality, the way you move, and everything else. Like, absolutely. I was raised by a single mom, so I know what it feels like to, you know what I'm saying, be in, in my child's life just to see that smile. So it's like now, man, I'm thankful for each day I get because, like they say, Tomorrow's not promised, so you got to do whatever you feel to the best of your ability each day you get a breath, you feel me? Absolutely, man, 100. And I just got to say, man, like, you know, watching the growth of you too, man, just, like, over the past 10 years, bro, like, I just got to say I'm proud of you too, bro, because, like, I, I, I've seen you go from, like, <laughs> I remember when you was rowdy, man. <laughs> you, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but it was time for that. I mean, like they said, when you grow up in a household where, like I said, with a single mom, she going to be strict on you. So when we got to college, it was up there. You know what I mean? You know, I mean, yeah, you was finally free. So, like, <laughs> you finally got to do what you want to do. To let y'all know, when I met Randy, man, like, it was honestly just some humbug. Like, um, for real. Honestly, my, my cousin Alex had called me and just said, hey, man, we finna come over and kick it. You know what I'm saying? So they they called. Uh, they pulled up. Um, it was him, his roommate, Chris, who is also one of our brothers, man. Shout out to Chris. I hope you're listening, Big bro. Mac. Man, listen, you can call in anytime. You can be on the show anytime. That's my boy, man. That's my brother. Shout out to you. Congratulations on your son. Most down. Baby Diesel. But, That's our nephew, man. Yes. You feel me? <laughs> All of Shout us fathers, to- man, not to cut you out, but on the, on the top of us just being fathers right now, man, that's just a big blessing, man. That just to show you we are about family. You know what I mean? Like, that's serious. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Definitely. And, and and that's and that's real, man. And that's what I was saying. Like I really just, you know, watching you watching you grow over the past like ten years, man. You you really have become a great man, dog. And I'm glad we got to do it together. I'm glad we doing this together. For I'm real. glad we got you know, so many different plans for the future that we working on together, man. Just I just want you to know, bro, I appreciate you. But. Off the dribble, man. I, salute to you, man. Like I was saying to uh, Drew, man, the other day when we was hollering on the phone, like we all have take different routes to get where we at, but we still met back up, man. That don't happen too Fact. often in life, you know, unless you real certified friends and family. You feel me? Oh, yeah, me and you ain't talking what, like, like Two and a half years. Oh yeah, still calm and still know the lingo about what's going on with each other. That's hey, how it's supposed still to be. Still my brother. I am my brother's <laughs> keeper. Facts, 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 and uh, and and you know, so I mean, let's go ahead, you know, and really dive a little bit deeper into you a little bit more, man. Tell them, tell them some of the stuff that you're really into. Tell them some of the things that you're working on. I know that you was working, you know, on the clothing line for a minute, man. So you can talk about that if you want to. Go ahead, uh, man. Well, everybody might not know, but Gil knows for sure and Droopy, EVG, everybody good. is the clothing line, man. And we started back in 2014, nonprofit. And how it really started, excuse the background noise right now, y'all. Um, we started in a trap. I ain't going to lie to you. We started in a trap. <laughs> Four brothers, you know what I'm saying? We all struggling, but we got plugs in different areas. I got the name, my boy got the shirts. It's time to it's time to go to work after that. So shout out to Jason for that. You know what I mean? Like right. shout out. EBG is really like like I said, it's a brotherhood too. You know what I mean? Making sure everybody's good. That's what it really means. Like, are you checking on your people? Are you calling? Are you networking? At some point in your life, are you good? It's making sure we, we was promoting. And it was like when we got our first two years out the way nonprofit and started doing everything, like trying to get into stores and stuff, it kind of separated from what we was doing. And I feel like, honestly, um, <laughs> Hey, Chris, not to interrupt me right now, but Chris just sent me a message talking about he hearing the show. So shout out to my boy, man. Uh, hey, shout out Big Mac for listening yeah, to the show. Like real spill. Everybody good, bro. We all over the world. Like we started in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And within two years, we did 16 states and two countries. So it's just like God has blessed me to be and. Uh, entrepreneur in certain aspects but i feel like when i go back into it this time bro i'm gonna hit it with a different angle like business plan wise like treat it exactly how i know it should be treated from the jump because i have a lot more to give and i really do want to get into like you know urban store wares journeys dtl or something of that nature and maybe even you know on a mannequin wide stream and i can just go ahead and sell my merch online so I got pages for it, but like I said, me and the other CEOs of the company, uh, EVG, right now, we haven't talked in a while. So it's just like once we do talk, then we can have another angle that we all can hit it with it because it's just not me. You know what I mean? And a lot of people forget, like, you can't do a lot of things by yourself. People say you can, but you got to have some type of solid foundation behind you. Which is facts. 
So, like, what's some of the what's some of the early hurdles that you ran into? Like, you know, starting a business. I mean, a clothing line is really something that's you know difficult to start. I mean, it's really difficult to start any business. But like, as far as that, what was something that you ran into? I mean, honestly, different. How can I say? Different types of uh, unique wear that we know we wanted to put it out. Say, for instance, like jerseys and. and uh, what you call those uh give me a second just to remember what i was talking about it happens to you so jerseys we had hats coming jogging pants coming carnigans like it was different things training wear and we weren't keeping up with the material that we needed to like the order started flooding us more so than we could keep up with because after a while like it was every day 10, 20 packages, and we got to send them right back out. So it's just like, man, all right, now what we going to go? You know what I mean? Outweighing the supply. Yeah, like they was hitting us. Like I said, we did 16 states and two countries. So with those 16 states, it could be 100 people here, 50 people here. And then after you get so many orders, you like, damn, what we going to do with all this, man? We got stuff for months that we ain't even open yet. You feel me? So now I feel like the hurdles that we came across. And also, man, the shirts. If you buying bundles of shirts, man, you got to make sure the quality of your shirt is going to match what you're going to press on that shirt as well because it can be a Hanks T-shirt with a raggedy-ass design and it's going to look ugly. <laughs> you know what I mean? But you're right, though. I mean, yeah, and you and you definitely have to make sure, you know what I'm saying, that your, uh, that your marketing strategy, not only that, but like your target demographic you got to make sure that all of your stuff is right so i'm sure you guys probably had a lot of hurdles in the beginning that was like you know you had to get around that so i mean like when when you finally got to the point where people was like booming like what was something you did to like resolve that i mean just show the love every time they bought merch i mean it was really just to give back like i said everybody good so if you buy from me I'm showing you up. You just not no customer to me. You family now. You feel me? Because you took the time out to go on your funds, whatever you might have been going through at the moment, and purchase an item from me. So I can't do nothing but show the love right back and gratitude and flood you on Instagram, Facebook, whatever it may be, or just to shout you out in general. You know what I mean? Because we can't do it, but like I said, by ourselves. We need people to hear our story. Right. And everybody and everybody good is like my family to me. Don't forget to follow the Out of the Mud podcast on all social media platforms. That's Out of the Mud on Facebook, at Out of the Mud Show on Instagram and Twitter. And if you guys would like to discuss further or if anyone likes to get in touch with us, just go ahead and email us at Out of the Mud Show at gmail.com. Talk to y'all soon. Have a good one.